Oh, I am so hungover. I just Sucks to be you. I don't. I just. I know that everyone says this when they are hungover. They're like, "I'm never gonna drink again." And I know that I will drink again. But I think that brandy. Hear me out, because I had a pool party last night or yesterday. I think that my days of being a young drinker are over. <laughs> well, since your days of being young are over, I would agree with that. I played beer pong. How there wasn't a super spreader event with like some crazy pandemic in college when we were all like throwing ping pong balls into actual beer and then the balls would fall Ew. on the ground and like hair and pubes would get on it and we'd like rinse it off Ew. in that water and be like, it's clean now. No, it's not. What are we talking about? And then throw it in and then we drink it. Pre-pandemic, I went to a fraternity party or whatever. I went back to like my alma mater and I went to a party and they were all playing with water instead of beer. And I was like, you fucking pussies, you can't drink real beer. And they're like, that's disgusting. I'm like, back in my day, we we forged through the hepatitis that we were going to get from this. And now I'm like, oh, yeah, I was pretty smart. But anyways, I played last night. I played beer pong, but throwing it into water. But I drank too much. And then I played cornhole. Like, I just did. You're right. I'm just not a young, a young man anymore. And so now I mm -mm. need to... I need to pivot over to dinner parties. Ooh. The problem is, here's my least favorite thing about dinner parties. You've always got the one couple friend that they're like respectful of, okay, it's 1030, we're gonna bail. Mm -hmm. And then you have the group of friends that are fun and you love them that fucking, you've gotta be like, it's 1230 guys, I've gotta wake up in the morning and work. You need to get the fuck mm -hmm. out of my house. And I'm sorry mm -hmm. that you don't have a job, but I need you to leave. Like, and now you're not going to get invited back next time. And also, like, I am such an easy prey for peer pressure, especially when I get a couple drinks in. And then that group of friends is like, let's do shots of whiskey. And you're like, it's Tuesday. <laughs> okay. So just don't be those people. Yeah. I don't know. I've always done this. Like if I have people over to my house or I have a party at my house, when I'm ready to go to sleep, I just go to sleep. Yeah. And like, if there's people in my house, like good for them, like you can stay, you can go, but like, I'm going to sleep. I'm notorious for the Irish exit and, mm -hmm. or you call it a gypsy fade. Gypsy fade. But Sarah gets quite upset with me if I do that, because Ooh. then it's just her with everybody uh -huh. else. Your boy's got to pull the ripcord. All right. Like if you can love me at my best, you have to love me at my worst. And one of my worst is about 2 a.m. on a Saturday night when I'm just blackout drunk. And I, your boy needs to go to bed. So that's just that. But anyways, my whole thing is, is that if you get invited to a dinner party, and this isn't like specific to anybody, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, you need to leave by 1030. That's the rule. Yeah, I would agree. Sorry. Even if the hosts are like, stay, let's smoke some pot. Be like, nope, I'm leaving it. It's 1030. I have to leave. Wells told me this rule. Let's smoke some pot. It's always Who's dinner happen. party at you at? Tishes? <laughs> it always devolves. Like dinner parties start out so fancy. We were like, well, let me mix you a drink. And you want to do a martini or whatever? You have like nice apps. You sit down. You talk about fucking politics and, you know, like how everyone's family is doing. And then all of a sudden it devolves to like your shirts off. You're playing beer pong yeah. in the backyard. And you're like, what happened? We went from like filet mignons and poached eggs over asparagus to like we just post made we just post made a taco bell at two in the morning that devolved quickly 
Um, anyways, we should start the show. Oh, yeah, we should. Yeah. Is it me or you? I think it's maybe me. Go for it. Bros and hoes, you're listening to your favorite thing podcast with Wells, who's a bit hungover, and Brandy, episode <laughs> one, five, zero. How have we been doing this for this long? I don't know. Well, I mean, we went into a time flux where we lost an entire year. So that's like 50 episodes yeah. right there. What's funny is, and I think we talked about this on episode 100. It took us three years to get to episode 50 because we would, we would just, we go, I remember originally we were like, it's a bi-monthly yeah, podcast, yeah. Yeah. but like, we'd be lucky if we got like one episode in a month. Seriously. And you know what? Our numbers were much better back then. I wonder if people get too much of us. <laughs> So maybe we should go back to that. But anyways, it took us three years to get to 50. And then I feel like we've gotten to 150 in like seven minutes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But you know what? I'm so thankful for YFT. I love this podcast. It's the highlight of my week is getting to hang out with you guys and Wells, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I just I'm thankful. I'm thankful for you guys, too. I'm also thankful that I get to hang out with me because I'm pretty great. Excited for the show. Later, we're going to have. A repeat offender, the rusty dick on Russell Dickerson. Mm-hmm. He's got a new baby. The cutest. So he's going to probably just talk about his baby. I don't even like kids that much, but his kid is cute. His kid is cute. It's a chunker. I am excited to talk with him again because he's just a funny dude. Speaking of babies, you yeah. know, my brother Brazen is about to have one in like two months, not oh. even a month and a half. What's he going to name it? I mean, Brazen's not the one actually having the child, obviously. Yeah. But um, I, you know what? I don't know. Last time I talked to him, they were going back and forth on names, but it is a boy. I know that. Thank God. Like, if I had a girl, return to sender. Like, boys are so much more fun. So it's a, a little boy, and, and I already bought it. Just it's cute. Like, the best part about a kid, a baby, if you will, buying clothes. Like, it is so fun to buy clothes for a kid. Yeah. Have Wait. you been on, like, Zara? Zara for kids' clothing? Prices are great. Styles are cute as hell. Like Zara is my go-to place to shop for baby clothes when my friends or now my brother are having a, a child. So this is going to be the first niece or nephew you're going to have, huh? Yeah. Isn't that insane? Wow. I know. I'm at nine nieces and nephews. What? I don't buy, we don't, I don't buy any of those kids nothing. I'll tell you, you why. You don't? No. One, they have everything they need. Two, there's nine of them. So the hand-me-downs are fire. That's true. Dude. That's true. I lived off hand. I don't think I got a new piece of clothing because I'm the youngest of five. I don't think I got a new piece of clothing until college. Okay? <laughs> and th them's the breaks, guys. Like if you have a bunch of siblings or like a bunch of nieces and nephews or cousins and stuff, you got to have the hand-me-downs. I was the oldest, so I got all the cute and new stuff. Yeah. Oh, you. I was working it. Dang yeah. it. And then there's like pictures where like Miley's and something that I, that was mine. And then Noah, it's so fun. I'm like, I had that first. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. Well, it's exciting that he's having a kid. I'm excited to see what the name is going to be. Cause you guys, I feel like all have weird names. And oh, so you, you know, it's going to be a weird name. Yeah. Wouldn't be right if it wasn't. Is Brazen the tattoo guy or. Is <laughs> no, he that's the, Trace. Is he the guy that. Although. Brazen yeah. has many tattoos. Just It's hard to compare anyone to Trace tattoo-wise because Trace is fully covered. Everybody in my family, really except me, has a ton of tattoos, but Trace just has so many 
that the rest of us, it's like, oh yeah, they don't they don't have that many, but they do. Like Brazen does is tatted. Yeah, he's just not covered head to toe like Trey Cyrus. Is tr- were your parents that you've got too many tattoos ever? But but they have so many tattoos. I know. It's like they can't really talk. Like I don't think people realize how many tattoos my mom has. I mean, some of them show, but for the most part, they're just hidden. Like you just don't see them often. But like her entire back is done. Really. She's got huge wings down her whole back. Like, it's crazy. You just don't really see it. And she's got these huge roses on over her hips. And she's so tiny. They, like, basically take up her entire torso. She's tatted up. Damn. She's got angel wings. She's an angel. So, it makes sense. <laughs> I do remember, so Trace, like, he, he just got, he, like, got tatted up real quick. But he had reached a point where... He ran out of space on his body and started doing his neck. Yeah. And I'll never forget when he got his neck tatted, he came home and my mom just started bawling, crying. Really? Yeah. She was also having a midlife crisis at the time, which probably played into the emotional aspect of it, but she was upset. There's no coming back from the neck. Also, the face. He's got some face tats too, right? Yeah, they're tiny. I like the face tat. You I do? think they're cool. But the neck, like, that hurt her so bad. What if when you're 50, like, something big happens, you're like, I need to put this on my body, but then you're like, I don't have anywhere to put it now. Yeah, no space. You know, when you get older, you start learning things. I get it now, Dad. I get it. Shoehorns, guys? Shoehorns. Have we looked into shoehorns? Can't say that I have. You know what a shoehorn is? Mm-hmm. Helps your foot go into shoes? Mm-hmm. And I don't, it's not because I'm fucking old and I can't bend down and, like, put my shoe on. But I will say this. I'm at a point in my life where I don't need it. my finger to hurt when I shove my heel in the back of my shoe, you know? Because you do that, you make your foot, your finger would be the shoehorn, right? I don't, I don't think I do that. You don't? You untie your shoes and loosen them up and then slide your foot into a loosened shoe and then, t- loose, then you tie it back up? I think most of my sneaks, which are the only shoes that tie, I like leave tied so loose I can just slip them on and off. Oh, it's kind of a look. I don't like that. Yeah, yeah I know. I don't like that. Anyways, <laughs> for my running shoes, I keep them tight. Because like they can't be flying off unless I'm sprinting down, you know, to oh, a boulevard. Well, then yeah, I would just untie them, put it on, tie them back up. Yeah, but if you have the shoehorn brandy, you can just slide it on in there, and it's always tied. Ew. I thought it was so stupid until like I got sent a pair of shoes that had a shoehorn in, and I was like, all right, I'll do it. And now I'm just a shoehorn boy. All right, YFTers. I mean, there's a lot of sleep hacks out there. We were actually talking about noise machines earlier, but there's also like no snacking at night, yoga before bed, meditation. I try to do that. Instead of trying them all, you can immediately transform your sleep with Bowl and Branch. We're talking about the best-selling sheets ever. Incredible on night one and only get softer with every single wash. Brandy and I love Bowl and Branch sheets. I truly do. I just got home from being gone for like two weeks and there's just nothing better than getting in my own bed with my cozy, cozy bedding. And for me, that is my Bull and Branch sheets. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and are completely free from toxins. They feel so buttery soft, but they're so breathable at the same time. And they're perfect for the summer months ahead where it's a bit toasty out. Plus, they offer a 30-night worry-free guarantee so you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. That's right. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code favorite at bowlandbranch.com. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code favorite thing. 
Oh, quick challenge update. Mm. I mean, things couldn't be shaken out better for me right now. The challenge. I'm not even on the show, but it's just so beautiful what's happening. Fessy is such a bitch and he never likes any of his partners. And so he goes down into the pit to do hall brawl against Kyle. It breaks his finger. I told you, it broke his finger so he could get Casey as a partner. Gets rid of the last girl that he thinks is a weak link. So then CT, my favorite guy on the show, ends up getting her. Here's the thing, Fessy. I mean, I'm also new to this, dude, but like, it seems to me that every time the final is a long run, like you have to run up a fucking hill or something. That's how the last one was, that Johnny won. Same thing. You got rid of the one girl who's a fucking runner. Are you kidding me? So of course, CT and Amber fucking destroy everybody when both check marks and Fessy's being such a bitch being like, come on, you got to hurry up. You got to hurry up. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Pushing her so hard that she falls and blows her knee out. The poor girl's writhing in pain on the ground and Fessy's just sitting there being like, oh, I'm going to lose a million dollars. But the girl wraps her knee up and says, fuck it. I'm going. Runs down to the hill. They got to go eat all the gross shit testicles, blood, all this stuff. Of course, CT and Amber absolutely crush it. And Fessy's like, I'm not going to eat it because I know that you can't compete because your knee's blown out. Meanwhile, the girls with their knee blown out is eating the testicles and drinking the blood and being like, just fucking eat. <laughs> oh, let's go, let's go, let's go. And he's being such a bitch. And I loved it. it everything's happened. My only problem is, is that I'm worried that CT isn't going to win because it seems like he's doing so well now that, like, there's got to be something that comes back or, like, there's just no, like, climax or whatever or, like, story arc. But I'm telling you what, Brandy, CT is looking gravy. And Bessie, see you later, bro. You're not even going to get to the second checkpoint. Love it. you got to watch a challenge. Wow. Do I? You do. It's so good. I don't think so. Your recaps are good. I feel like I've seen it. Yeah. Now you know. Now I know. And a quick recap on Hell's Kitchen. Gordon Ramsay, if you're listening to this, and I know you are because you're a huge fan. Everyone tells me. What are you fucking thinking getting rid of Declan? In what world are you getting rid, rid of Declan? He's 500 pounds of Irish comedy wrapped in a, an amazing culinary chef. Are you kidding me that you think that either of those two chicks left is better than Declan? No fucking way in the world is anyone better than Declan. And also, whoever wins gets to be the main chef at the Gordon Ramsay restaurant in Tahoe. As a chef, you need to go out and meet everybody. Like, that's part of the thing. You got to go walk the floor, go to your VIPs, fucking stroke some dick, be like, hey, hey, I hope you enjoy the fucking filet, whatever. Declan is the perfect choice for that. The fact that you got rid of him makes me think one of two things. One, you're an idiot, which I do not think you are, Gordon Ramsay. Or two, you're getting him ready for like his own show or something. He's built for something better. But anyways, Declan, RIP, you are the best. Also, you took Declan's parents who are traveling on vacation in like Bora Bora and made him come to Vegas to fucking watch him lose? Messed up, Gordon Ramsay, GR, hurt my feelings. But anyways, Hell's Kitchen's a great show. Love it. GR, wow. Yeah, that's what, that's what I call him. 
Gordon Ramsay, I'll say this. Getting rid of Declan was some idiot sandwich shit. I said it. Sorry. You are not going to care one bit or know what I'm talking about, but oh my gosh. Anybody out there, huge fan of Younger? Okay, the show was on, it's already had six seasons. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's Hillary Duff's show. It was on TV land, so random. I freaking loved that show. And I watched all six seasons and I thought it was over. Like, I thought, like, it was the end. I was devastated about it. I loved it so much. Okay, all of a sudden, we've got a season seven. It's out. It's on Hulu. I love Younger so much. If you guys have never seen Younger, you have to go watch it. Hillary Duff is everything. It's such a good show. And now we have a season seven. I love Younger. Hillary Duff can do no wrong. That's true. Wait, have you seen the show Rebel? No. It's on ABC. And do you remember Aaron Brockovich? Oh, yeah. So it's based on her life. And, you know, who's playing, I guess, the Aaron Brockovich in this is mm -hmm. Katie Seagal, who is like Peggy on Married with Children. And then, uh -huh. I mean, she's been in everything. But listen to this cast, dude. Katie Seagal, John Corbett, a.k.a. Aiden from Sex and the City. Mm -hmm. He's also in a show called Northern Exposure that I loved a lot back in the day, but no one remembers that. My good buddy, Kevin Zegers, who lives next door, who's the main guy from fucking Air Bud. Oh, yeah. But he was also on, like, Dear John, and he's been on a bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. Air Bud. Oh, and then, by the way, Andy Garcia is in it. This is a ABC network show that has Katie Seagal, John Corbett, and Andy Garcia on Katie Seagal's character Rebel, like it's all about her, like kind of just being a badass and just being like a like a justice warrior. Really good, Rebel. Check it out. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, I finished Made for Love, that HBO series. Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, I, I I do feel like it like peaked earlier in the season, but it, the but it was still good. Like still worth the watch. Definitely finish it. I thought it was super cute. And they definitely leave it open-ended for a season two. And you know what's kind of nice about it is the episodes are really short. They're only like 30 minutes or less. So mm. it's, I don't know, it's kind of nice. It's like very like fast-paced, like nothing too long. You, you still haven't seen it, have you? No. You gotta watch it. I was busy watching Why Did You Kill Me? <sighs> that sounds terrible. What? Why Did You Kill Me sounds amazing. Tell me about it. It's Doc on Netflix. The line between justice and revenge blurs when a devastated family uses social media to track down the people who killed 24-year-old Crystal. It's this family that lives in Riverside, okay? And for people that don't know, Riverside's kind of like just outside of Los Angeles, and it's there's a lot of gangs and stuff. It's not, not the greatest place. You know, there's a lot of crime over there. It's this family that's just driving down the street or whatnot, and this 24-year-old girl is beautiful, by the way. Some guys in a white Explorer pull up on them, and they just shoot the shit out of their car, and they kill this poor 24-year-old, right? And you see all the footage of them, like, driving to the to the uh, gas station, and the brother's, like, holding his sister, being like, help us, help us. It's absolutely so sad. They know that the murderer came from this gang, the 5150. And so this is back in the, the days of MySpace, so the, the daughter, who's like 12 at the time, gets on MySpace, makes a, basically a catfish account of her sister that got killed and starts friending all the guys from the 5150 and starts digging to figure out who drives the white Ford Explorer 
to figure out who actually killed her sister. And using her sister's pictures, she solves it. This little girl uses MySpace and fucking solves the murder. And it's absolutely bonkers and fucked okay, up. Okay, that does sound good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that sounds really good. <laughs> I started a new HBO show. It actually just premiered last night. Have you seen the preview for Mayor of Easttown with Kate Winslet? No. Oh, okay. Love Kate Winslet. Like, who doesn't love Kate Winslet? Am I right? I think it's a limited series. So, obviously, like, Kate Winslet, HBO, limited series, I'm sold. Because usually they're great. She plays a, a small-town detective. I think it's set in Pennsylvania. The first episode was, like, a hair slow. But, you know, they're introducing the characters and trying to, like, introduce you to everybody's storyline. Acting's phenomenal. And I think it's going to get really, really good. In the first episode, she's investigating, like, a local murder or, like, a disappearance, I guess, is what it seems like in the first episode. And But it's, like, been a year and there's no signs. But, you know, and so, like, she, like Kate Winslet's the detective and she's... In the first episode, she's like, this is like trying to find a needle in a million zillion haystacks. Like she's not very hopeful. I guess the girl that's missing her mom is still like, you know, doing press and saying like the cops aren't doing shit. Find my daughter, like whatever. But in the first episode, you also like are learning about Kate Winslet's like personal life because I think that's probably like the majority of the story. She's got two kids, but she's divorced and her ex-husband's getting married. And then there's also like a side story about a really young girl that I mean, she can't be more than 16 or 17 and she has a baby and her boyfriend's an asshole. I guess her ex-boyfriend because they're not together. And then his new girlfriend is an even bigger asshole and this poor girl like she loves her kid so much but I guess she's sharing custody and he's he's the one that like she has no money and so she's you know and he refuses to help like I don't know it's it's deep and I think it's going to be really really good uh, the only bummer is I'm pretty sure the episodes come out weekly so it's one of those you have to uh, wait every Sunday to see damn you HBO by the way it's mayor of East Town, like as in a horse yeah M-A-R-E yeah because when I, so I looked it up being like mayor and that's mm -mm. it's there yeah cool yeah that sounds good but that's her name oh really so i like that name yeah of course you do you're a horse girl <laughs> i know mythic quest is back what's that i was all about this kind of in the beginning of the pandemic last year it's rob mclenny who was in always sunny in philadelphia He's the main character. He owns a video game company and he's the creator of it. He's like the Steve Jobs of it all. And it's about them working at this video game company. And, you know, his main coder is this girl named Poppy and she's this Australian girl. And it's kind of like their dynamic and all like the funny kind of like nerds that go with it, you know, go into working at a video game company. And the last season was so great. Charlie Day also is like a creator in I think EP of it, and he's also in Always Sunny, so like you know it's funny, but it's also like not as slapstick or like lowbrow humor as Always Sunny. It's actually a really sweet show, but very funny. Anyways, season two's out. The first episode is fucking amazing. There's like they use so much CGI for some reason. Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet is so good. Check it out. Mythic Quest. Yeah. The owner of a successful video game design company and his troubled staff struggle to keep their hit game, Mythic Quest, on top. You should watch it. Okay. I still got to start that other HBO show you were really into, The Nevers or whatever. Oh, well, there's only one episode out right now. I'm so annoyed. I check oh. out every single day being like, is there a new one? There's not. <laughs> every single day, huh? Every single day. I'm like, is, is today the day? I've been trying something new recently, and I really enjoy it. 
I don't really enjoy my food. And this sounds, I know this is weird, but I feel like a lot of times I'm just like shoving shit down my throat. Like I'm not tasting everything, like taking my time with food. Mm-hmm. Especially when I'm hungover, like today, I'll just like crush a Jimmy John sandwich. But I've now tried to like slow down every bite, like really try to like taste it and enjoy it. And I don't know if it's because this past year has maybe like really appreciate normal life, you know, because so much of it was like stripped away from us. I implore you to try this to like the next meal you have, like really take your time, taste it and like slowly eat it. One, you don't like just shovel food down your gullet and then you're like, I'm still hungry because it takes longer, I guess. Mm -hmm. And two, this is so so nerdy, but it makes your experience of eating so much more enjoyable. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. And it's the dumbest thing to be like my my suggestion to you is taste your food. I know that sounds so stupid, but I think that we do that. We just like. We hurry, 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 hurry. Everything's like just shoveling it down your, your, you don't ever like sit back and like really enjoy, which I feel like this is what Europeans I feel like do. I feel like they really enjoy their shit. Oh yeah. You know, like they, they, they oh, yeah. take their time with fucking eating yeah. and drink it. And I'm getting the shoehorns and tasting your food. Oh, boy. <laughs> I do remember specifically when Miley and I were in um, Lake Como, mm-hmm. we would go to dinner there and the dinner would literally last like two and a half hours. Yeah. Like you would, you know, like you would order and the food d- didn't come for like an hour, but they'd bring you like an appetizer or something. And then I just remember Miley and I both were like, okay, so the second we get there, we got to order because it takes so long for them to get it. And we're just so not used to that, like sitting there and having a two and a half hour dinner experience, you know? Yeah. To like make it as short as possible. I know for me, for sure, especially the days where I'm so busy and I have so much going on, like I definitely don't sit around and taste my food. And especially now that Sarah's gone, you're having meals by yourself. Yeah. It's like, welcome to my freaking world. And when I'm here by myself, like what's the point of like sitting there by myself for a full 45 to like enjoy a couple tacos, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so I do, I just like shovel it and move on with my life. No, I'm just trying to be more European, dude. Yeah, I mean, I think we should all try to be more European in like many ways. I think they do a lot of things right. I think I heard recently that Italy or something is going to try out the four-day work week. Whoa. Dude, we're living in 2021. Italy's living in 3021. Seriously. What? (laughs) Sounds amazing. I know. I finished that book. I think it was last week that I talked about it. Bring Me Back. Mm Mm-hmm. By B.A. Paris. Um, I finished most of it on the airplane um, to and from Denver. And then I only had like a few chapters left when I got home. And I just cruised right through it. So good. I know I love B.A. Paris's stuff. Like I think I mentioned a few other books she's written last time that are so good. But this one is like does not disappoint. Like the story is great. It had me, you know, on the edge of my seat till the very end. I loved it. So if you guys like those like crime thrillery type story, I love I love that this one's told from like different perspectives, you know, kind of like what I said last time, like Gone Girlish, mm-hmm. where you get like the guy and the girl's perspective of it. Um, it's so good. So definitely check it out. You remember the band The Offspring? How could I forget? Do you remember the song The Kids Are All Right? Yeah. Play a little bit of it. When we were young, the future was so bright. Whoa! Lives are worn. How can you 
first of all, I love The Offspring. I grew up on that shit. Once again, aging mm -hmm. myself, but that's a great song. So I uh, flipping through TikTok. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. And I came across this guy covering it. And oh, no. I guess I had never like listened to the lyrics of it. How sad that song really is. So you're like, yeah, that's an upbeat song. And then when I heard this cover, I was like, holy shit, that song's fucking so sad. And you know how I feel about a sad song. Uh huh. You wanna hear it? Are you gonna play? Yeah, I wanna hear it. Yeah. When we were young, the future was so bright. The old neighborhood was so alive. And every kid on the whole damn street was gonna make it big and not be beat. And now the neighborhood is cracked and torn. The kids are grown up, but their lives are worn. How can one little street swallow so many lives? Chances thrown, nothing's free. I'm longing for how it used to be. This is so sad. It's right? I was yeah. like watching TikTok crying, being like, I didn't know the lyrics. <laughs> Anyways, that, that guy's name is Memphis Gerald. You know, I went and like looked at, tried to find his Spotify and like looked at his, you know, social media and he's not that well known. And that motherfucker needs to be well known because he is so good. Memphis Gerald, if you're listening, go on tour. I'll come see you. But isn't that also cover more offering songs? I didn't know that they hit like that. I know. Isn't it crazy that something can hit so different just by the way it's produced and yeah. done like that's crazy it's a completely different song now yeah i know it's wild do you have anything else i don't think so speaking of badass musicians should we uh should we call up russell dickerson yes love russ so much rusty dick coming up on the pod let's call him right now okay sounds good what's up fam rusty dick back in the pod how are you bud Bro, feeling fancy. How y'all feeling? Wells is feeling rough so because he's hungover. Hungover. Oh. I had a pool party yesterday, and oh, you started early. I know, but like, so I'm like fully vaxxed. I'm relaxed, and so I was like, you know what? We're opening up the floodgates. People are coming over, and I drank all the white claws, but like it hits me hard the next day, bro. And now I just feel like hot garbage. So I'm going to let you guys just take over this podcast. I'm going to sit back up just here. Like I just saw Russ. Was it last week? This past week? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I saw Russ Finally. in person, in the flesh, out at a function. Felt nice to be around other people at a function. It did feel nice. It was my first function back. What what was this function? Really? What happened? Was BK from Florida Georgia Line his little uh, EP release party? Played some videos he shot for the for his music. I missed all of that, but I just came for the hang. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of Dude. new music, Russ, are you putting out some new music? We might be doing a little deluxe album. So I just put out an album December fourth, I think. So late last year, four months ago. Working on a deluxe album that's probably going to drop quarter three. Let's call it quarter three. 
but yeah, so just been kind of getting all that dialed in, but mainly just raising a seven month old giant fat chunky baby. <laughs> it's the best thing ever. You know, Russ has the cutest kid on the face of the earth. Wells, like matching Carhartt beanies. Like this kid wins best dress. Yeah, for sure. Oh my God. He is a chunk. You know what I mean? Like it just, I know everybody thinks their own kid is cute, but like, you know, everybody yours is cute. Yours is cute. First of all, everyone's had children because everybody was at home last year and just, I guess, had a bunch of sex. Must have been nice for those with their significant other. Uh, (laughs) And so everyone's popping out kids. And like, let me give you just an unbiased opinion here. There are some really ugly kids out there. And yours is not one of them. Yours is the cutest. Good. Because that's what we thought. But it's just like, you never know. Like, we're obviously extremely biased. And just want to make sure we're not delusional. It's such a risk. Like, there's such a high risk you can have an ugly kid. It freaks me. Here's my question about child bearing i i feel like right out the oven they're real ugly like there's probs like the head's not the right shape early male pattern baldness seems to be (laughs) happening how long between out the gate and being actually cute are we talking like a week are we talking like a month what's the deal here that's a see that's a big that's a broad spectrum right there because it could be a week it could be six weeks what was it for your kid though for rim dog i i and you're not gonna, you might not believe me, but he popped out the oven cute. <laughs> no. Like he was chunky. He was 10 pounds, four ounces. Oh my So he already gosh. had meat on his bones. That's why they look so weird, is they look like shriveled grandpas. Yeah. He came out with some meat on his bones, 10 pounds, four ounces. Wow. And yeah, came out chunky. And I, I think he was adorable. Spoken like a biased father. Yeah. I think you're our only repeat offender here on YFT, so congratulations. Wow. It's a big deal. Oh, my honor. Mm-hmm. What an honor here. Well, I was thinking, I feel like, was Noah on twice or Tish or something? Well, somebody in me and my family, maybe. Brandy, 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 we're buttering him up, dude. I don't know oh, what the facts oh. are, but like, let oh, him believe this. Right. Russ is basically family at this point, honestly. It, it was about a year ago we had you on. So you've been on. You're familiar with the show. Uh, you know what's going on. Do you have some new fave things other than your chunky son? New fave things. <laughs> we're on a uh, chronological Marvel bender right now. <laughs> yeah? We're like... Where in Disney Plus, it lines you up like uh, Captain America, 1972, and then the next one, and then like Iron Man, and then, you know what I'm saying? Yep. So we're we're on a Marvel, like, chronological bender right now. It's so and it's amazing. amazing. It's amazing you said, Sarah and I did that. Give me that, baby. Oh, my girl. I know. Oh, look at him. Look at that little chunker. Say, what's up, Wells and Brandy? Oh, He's my so God. cute. <laughs> he looks oh, like he oh is like storing chestnuts for the winter right now. Yeah, <laughs> he is, dude. He's storing them in his mouth and his thighs. You know what he I'm saying? He is insane. <laughs> He's the best. What a cutie. <laughs> Sorry, dad moment. That was good. Gotta do it. <sighs> Gotta use that. So yeah, I mean that that's one of my fave thing fave things. Um, house projects. I mean, we're just, you know, what else do you do when you don't have anything to do? You just F up the house in the best way. 
garage. I love floor. a house project. How handy so, are you, dude? Uh, handsy. I'm very handsy. <laughs> no, handy. As, far as, as far as projects go, I'm, I'm I'm moderately. You know, I can I can hang a little drywall. I can. You can. Oh, you know, I uh, you know I can I could spackle a little mud on there. I can <laughs> a little. You know what I'm saying? So not a whole lot. Okay, got it. So not much. Yeah, not much. Don't call me for anything. <laughs> That's what so, task rabbits for. Yeah. Task Rabbit. That's good. It's yeah. basically oh. like an app for a handyman, you know? Yeah. Um, my mom swears that out in California they've got hotties on Task Rabbit. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm definitely calling. I feel like Tish just thinks that every day is the potential start of a porn movie. Oh <laughs> for my sure. God. <laughs> thousand percent she's like oh my god brandy you should have seen the handyman that came over just some dude <laughs> if your dad knew he'd be so mad <laughs> literally nothing special he's just like a little tan yeah. you know what i mean like, he was so hot so you had it you like opened up your home to how however many people vaccinated how did it feel i will say this because sarah is immunocompromised so like i would never do this if she was here because we're worried about her okay. health but she's off right. filming something in a different place in the world so your boy who is fully vaxxed and relaxed and i feel like is very healthy was like you know what floodgates open but also everyone that came over was vaccinated so to be fair, it was yes. very safe, but it felt Heck good. Yeah. It felt really good. We got waist faced. A lot of white claws were crushed. I played beer pong, played cornhole, played golf simulator. Dude. Here's my, my only complaint. If I invite you over for a pool party, get in the fucking pool. I was the only asshole on the floaty in the pool. The only guy who I, people came over that didn't even bring a bathing suit. It was a pool party. It was 93 degrees in Los Angeles. We were grilling oh, out. Nice. Like, I'm the asshole that's, like, got his shirt off floating in the pool, you know? Not an asshole. Like, life of the party. Thank and you. honestly, though, it's your house. Do what you want to do. Very fair. Yeah, I would have been with you, bro. You're just trying to prep that tan for paradise is what you're doing. Dude. Ooh. Russell, you probably relate to this. My golf foot tan is, mm -hmm. it's not even aggressive. It's painful, actually. Like people it's, see it and they're like, I thought you were wearing socks. That's just your. <laughs> it's irreversible. <laughs> That's just your point. body. Oh my Ooh. God. Is this how you get the farmer's tan too? Those dorky polo shirts you guys wear when you play golf? Yeah. I mean, that hat's pretty cool. I was oh, thinking that you, too. A little plug. We're starting a hat line and then we're also dropping like a basic basic t line that is like fully customizable it's called Threadco. for me i like mine a little tighter so but i can't get the small sizes so i need extra length so you can like fully customize your t life i'm into that so Threadco will be dropping later this year can i buy that hat right now somewhere they haven't, they haven't, like, dropped yet, bro. <laughs> but, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Writing a shark ton of songs for record three that I'm mm -hmm. freaking out about. Mm -hmm. So stoked. Going on tour in September. What? Ooh. 
So yeah. tours are back, baby. They're back in September. Okay, so you released an, an a whole album in December? Yeah. We talk about all the time how like there's no new music ever because people just aren't releasing music just with quarantine and lockdown and all that. So what was it like to put out an album when you couldn't tour it, you couldn't really, you know, do any press tour, you couldn't do any anything like that. Like what was different about putting out an album then? Were you like was it were you nervous to do that? Like did you feel differently putting out an album in December than you would normally? Yeah, honestly, because you're right, you can't tour, you can't like go to the billboard office and do like your full photo shoot and your full like interview and full press days at, you know, all the outlets and everything. So it was all digital and it's just like everybody's so over it, like everybody's so over the Zoom thing and the whatever. So that was my whole album release, which was easier on my body. Yeah. You know, not traveling to L.A., New York everywhere mm-hmm. in the middle of tour, but you know it was I wasn't scared I wasn't worried and I was just like I just have to put new music out mm-hmm. and so we did and that's what we're gonna keep doing well in a way because less people are putting out music I think everybody is so desperate for new music that it like for the people that were ballsy enough to put it out I actually feel like it kind of probably had like the reverse effect where like sales were probably great and and downloads were probably great because people were so desperate for something new, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Even in quarantine in 2020, I literally had the biggest song of my career. Like we set the longest top 10 on country radio. Like we tied with Lone Star back from like 99, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know what I mean? For longest uh-huh. top 10. So we had, we had a big freaking year. And that's the thing is like, we're just every day I talked to my manager in quarantine, I was like, he was just like, we're going to keep going. Everybody else is like not even going into the office or anything. And like, we're going mm-hmm. full speed ahead. So oh, that's and we awesome. did. That's badass. Well, congratulations, man. Play but, a little home sweet. Your love is like a porch swing on Sunday. Just as gentle as a summer sunrise. They say it's where the heart is. Well, mine's with you, babe. Long as I got your hand, I'm fine. Love it. Boom. There it is. Home sweet. So is that the song that broke the records? Uh, it was Love You Like It Used To, my okay. single before this. Yeah. But uh, this one, I mean, this one's on its way too. It's like, but this is like, it's like an up-tempo song, but it also has like a lot of deep emotion for me. We talk about like getting back from our honeymoon and being absolutely completely broke. Like I got dropped from my songwriting deal. My income stopped. We made like 12 grand our first year of marriage. And so like verse one's kind of about that. And then two about being on the road all the time and home is wherever our van parked that night. You know what I'm saying? And then the last verse is talking about the two pink lines and having a baby, you know, all that stuff. So the full art. Yeah, Yeah, it is. And the fourth verse is about (laughs) being rich and living in Belmede. Having three maids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on Bellmead Boulevard. Yes. 
hey, listen, man, we don't want to take up too much of your time, but we love you so much. Man, thank you for. I love you guys. Thank you for coming back on the show. Going forward, what are we looking forward to? I mean, you're going on tour. We don't know with who yet, but I'm sure it's going to be another big name. Deluxe record coming out Q3 is what I'm told. Are we talking like gatefold, double disc? Yeah, that pretty mean? much. It's, yeah. it's basically like all the songs that I wish I could have recorded on this album. I'm just going to do it and throw them on there. Yeah. Love that. Just go for it. Might as well. A couple features. On some uh, on some Southern Symphony songs, Ooh. the biggest thing though for me is yes, we did it. We're we are touring this year, but this is the first year that we get like our own bus with Ooh. just the three of us. So that That's is like exciting. What am I excited about? That that's what I'm stoked on. We have our own bus. We have our own space. We have our own freaking washer dryer on this thing. Like we went hard oh. in the paint. Last question pertaining to the bus. What is your shitting protocol on it? Since you're the lead guy, are you allowed to shit, but no one else on the bus is allowed to shit? If you have the mechanicals, a.k.a. a grinder, it's just disgusting to say. Disgusting. <laughs> if you have that on your bus, then... I to me it's free reign because like I'd go out with like my buddies and just hang on the road for the weekend that had grinders on their bus <laughs> and I wouldn't even ask I would just use it <laughs> like oh I don't care if I gotta go dude just do it you guys, know guys my and, dad uh, grinder or no grinder my he dad would? no he will not let anyone take a shit on the bus he won't take a shit on the bus it is just not okay because he and my mom are like the whole bus will stink if you take a shit in there and it's just like not allowed <laughs> why i mean they've done it longer than i have so i may have to uh adopt the, that protocol okay so far my favorite thing that i've learned today is that there's something called a grinder that oh. basically grinds up your shit i don't yeah. know why this portion brought to you by poopery <laughs> what is miley's shitting protocol on her bus or is she like just private plane now okay what's her private plane uh -huh. protocol it's been so long since we've been, yeah, since we've been able to tour in a bus. Private plane protocol is anything goes. Yeah. Yeah. Anything goes. Which, yeah, poopery, that's though, like speaking of poopery, that, that stuff is clutch on the PJ. Because that's a pretty, I mean, oh. it's a private plane, but it's a pretty small space. So, like, mm -hmm. you take a shit, everyone on the plane is smelling it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I, I feel like they've got, like, jet vacuum just, like. <laughs> You know, like on Southwest or Delta, whatever, it's like when you flush it, it's like you almost get flushed down the toilet. Yeah. It's like, <sighs> but like on a bus, it's just gravity, dude. Remember Dave Matthews band? They got in trouble because they released the fucking septic tank uh -oh, over a no, bridge. No. Oh, of their bus? Yeah, their bus. So don't do that. I mean, that. That's common, I will say. It's definitely illegal, but I've never done it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes, you know, your bus just fills up with shit. Yeah. You have to make room for more. <laughs> Buses are just like humans, and sometimes they got a shit, too, all over yeah. a bridge somewhere. Off a bridge. Exhausting. <laughs>
<laughs> oh, man. Never drive yeah. behind a tour bus again. Never. Do you remember the movie's Final Destination and you're driving behind a truck that's got like logs or whatever? That would be the worst way to go out is that like a bus of shit all over your car and fucking <laughs> no grinder and just killed you. Uh, <laughs> and then you run off the same bridge that they just dumped it. Yeah. <laughs> That seems like a good place to end. Brother, yep. thank you so much for great. being on the show. This really uh, it tickled me, man. Yeah. <laughs> right. That was great. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Always. Anytime. I'm honored. Good to see you, bud. Keep us abreast of everything that's going on. And when those hats are available, let me know. Mm. For sure. I will. All right. See you, buddy. I will. All right. Love you guys. Have a Bye. great Bye. day. He kills me. Yeah. He's funny. He is funny. Russell Dickerson, a.k.a. Rusty Dick, is one of my favorite, my favorite people ever. Yeah, what I love about Russ is he just, like, doesn't need any help. He's a guest that just, like, carries yeah. his own. You know what I mean? He's funny as hell. You know, if I am uh, off filming some television show uh, this summer and I can't be bothered to do this show, maybe Rusty Dick would be a good, you know, fill-in. Honestly, I love that idea. It's not a bad idea, right? It's not a bad idea. Yeah. All right, Brandi, I miss you and I love you. You know what? I'm going to have to fly out to L.A. so I can come to one of these pool parties. Come on. Honestly, I might just book a flight next week. What are you doing? That's 93 degrees sounds great. By the way, you know who's going to come live with me because Sarah's going to be gone working for a while? Someone's going to come live with you? Derek's going to come live with me. <laughs> he is? <laughs> I called him and, uh, and I was like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm in Iowa. There's nothing going on. I said, well, I'm in Studio City. I got nothing going on. Come live with me. I'm all by myself. So we're just going to be a couple dudes living together in Studio Yikes. City. Why is he in Iowa? Because he's from Iowa. His lady, Saffron, is like a high fashion model. And I think she's in like Europe doing Vogue covers. I think he's also flipping a house there. So oh. doing DIY stuff. He's like a real oh, guy. So, yeah. so I'll see Derek next week is what you're saying? Yeah. He's invited to the pool party too. Yeah. Oh. Perfect. All right, Brandi. I miss you and I love ya. All you YFTers, we love you guys. Love y'all. Going out with this. Not the sad song. Yeah. Jake committed suicide. Brandon OD Danny died. What the hell is going on? The cruelest dreams. The chance is thrown. Nothing's free. Longing for. All right. How it used to be. Really go out on a on a sad note. no. All right. Later. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.